nerd is new sexy. Hello, nerds. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4, the number 24 episode podcast for Nerds New Sexy. I'm Sun Ryan. With me, as always, is... Wildfire One. Yes, and special guest... That'd be me. I'm Gambit, as always. Heck yes. Sorry I haven't been around a lot. I've got life going on. And not to get into any kind of trauma, but I'm hoping in two weeks I'm not homeless. Fuck my HOA and fuck my uh, wife's old apartment. That's all I have to say. And fuck being homeless. <laughs> yes. I won't be living like a cardboard box or anything like that. It's just I'm going to be bouncing place to place until I can uh, get some stuff cleared up. And don't worry, we're suing them. He'll be playing video games <laughs> with me in his car. Yeah, I'll be at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. Yeah, I'll be in the middle of Starbucks using their using their using their Wi-Fi, and all, all you're gonna all they're gonna hear in the middle of like shouting out latte orders is fucking hacker. <laughs> Goddamn faggot! Hey, hey, your Wi-Fi suck. Your Wi-Fi suck. <laughs> it must be from it must be from Brazil or Japan. Uh, so what's this episode about, Sunrise? Well, we are going to go into discussion about our favorite boss fights from rpgs and maybe even some boss fights just in general yeah boss fights you know bosses that we like to despise because they're horrible bosses or maybe bosses we really like because they were so fucking uh, by a badass right oh god yeah yeah because some of the bosses out there were just very unsatisfying like maybe their motivation was terrible or like you you play the game for so many hours and all of a sudden you're like really that's that was it that oh, that, well, was, well, that was bullshit why do you want to be immortal yeah, do this to live forever <laughs> <laughs> you know or or or, even, or they're just bullet sponges or damage sponges and they're oh. just you know they're not fun yeah they're not really they're they're supposed to be like the final boss but they they end up to be like the final fuck you yeah, I got yeah which is a shame. Yeah, because there are so many real good ones. Yeah, there. Oh, yeah, there are so many. So we probably will miss some. So if you, the listener, have some to add, feel free to add them. Yeah, heck yeah, we always like to hear from other people and other suggestions, and you know, get get everybody else's take on things. Also, don't forget to add your votes to episode thirty event. Uh, if I lose, <laughs> I lose, I'm gonna do something kind of goofy, and if Gambit loses, oh. I'm oh. doing something awful. He's yeah. Yeah. I've got awful. Plans. I've just got awful. <laughs> He's got plans. So please for the love of God, vote for Superman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So okay, well, which, let's begin. which makes me want to vote Batman even more. Oh, that's why I like you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I will say I, I, I will say there's some listeners out there that I, like a couple of them post on Facebook, and I don't know their online hands, so I'm not going to say their real name. But one of them was like, "It's got to be Batman." Sorry, Gambit. It's cool that your vote. If you're going to go against Batman, I, I just think it's sweet that you that you feel the need to apologize. <laughs> I just will curse yeah. you when I'm doing my punishment. They just feel bad for you, is all you know. Yeah, now, now into. <laughs> Of the super, of de- in defense of Superman, because I know that Superman's losing right now. Mm. Um, just, and I'm not playing, f- paying, f- playing favorites here, but I will say this about Superman versus Batman. Batman has multiple songs that they've changed because his original 1960s was kind of goofy, corny. Yeah. Superman's has always been Superman, and that's yeah, that's what what I'm saying. But then again, <laughs> I've also made it clear that we're not using the no 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 Batman the 66. We're using yeah. we're using the an, the the orchestrated version that was also passed on to the animated series. Yeah, well, just, and, just another, and just another one of our sh- shout outs to one of our fans who voted again. I don't want to say his real name because I don't know how we feel about that. But uh, he put on Facebook that he voted for Batman, not for Batman so much, but the score for Penguin, which I yes. thought was a really. Oh, yeah, that was Grizzly. Yeah, 
That was Grizzly. That so was Grizzly, shouts out to Gr- shouts out to you, Grizzly, because I, honestly, that was a very well educated vote. Because though he didn't like the Batman score, he liked the orchestrated version for the Penguin, which I really, I really enjoyed. Because I, I went back to that and I watched that movie again, and I thought it was amazing really amazing orchestration. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, really, really good music. So yeah, go to that vote. Be sure to you know if 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 you haven't voted, vote because uh, I've got plans, and I'm sure Gambit's got some plans for me. Oh yes. So yes. So who wants to kick us off with the first bad guy? Uh well, okay. I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll chip in on this one. First best, in my opinion, would be Kefka from Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and my my reasoning behind this, and Sunray and I've had talked about this at length in the past. He is one of the first villains that's actually done what he set out to do. Yeah, he was. Oh, I, I, uh, yeah, up until that point, especially in RPGs, no villain had succeeded. Yeah, there was no success, and he literally became a god. Yeah. Actually, now you mentioned it, yeah, because every RPG, you're trying to stop said villain from doing whatever it is they're doing, and this one, you're fighting against something that's already happened. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't. Point. And Ultimacia doesn't count because you know, with the whole. Going back in, you know, the whole time screw up and everything like that. Things like that don't don't count. Fuck Final Fantasy VIII yeah. and fuck rat romance shit. Yeah, but Kefka uh, succeeded uh, in real time. You went up against him and he fucked everything up. Oh yeah, he kept destroying shit. He kept, well, you know, the, the, some of the best lines came from that final fight between Kefka and whatever heroes that you brought with you. Yep. You know, so in my opinion, Kefka is number one as far as best. Oh, yeah, and he was batshit insane, and yet he could control it. He was almost, he reminded me a lot, and I know they got a lot of inspiration from different places, and the Joker was one of them for for him. And he had that insane, you know, quality to him, but so focused. I've got a goal, I'm patient, and now I'm going to just destroy everything because I have the power. And he would do anything to attain that goal, including poison women and children. Yeah. Yeah. Including... that's the kind of villain that makes you really like question every like all your morality because it, 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 he really jumps out of there and be like, no, everything, everything is worth what I want. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yep. Nobody's lives matter. Nothing matters else. I want this, so I will have it. Period. There's a lot of bad guys in in in, in the RPG world that you, when you're playing them, even they have like, oh, I won't do this or I won't do that. Yeah. And it's like well, not Kafka. He's just like. Yeah, they have morals to to a certain dis- yeah. uh, to a certain degree. But Kafka's like, no, fuck you all. This is I I will I am a god. I will be god, and I am going to destroy everything oh. because I fucking can. The yeah, because of- he even tells him, you know, why do you cling to life when it's so short and yep. meaningless? The beauty of Kafka is this: he didn't set out to become a god. He set out to become a ruler at one point. Yeah, and then stumbled upon godhood. He stumbled yep. upon it. Like, oops. There you go. You got. You got. You're, imagine that. Imagine like the three of us go somewhere, and one of us betrays the two of us and becomes a god. Yeah, I'd be the one betraying us because power is my thing. Uh, yeah. Because your brother is like that <laughs> yeah. too. Y- yeah. <laughs> no. no okay. Gambit's brother Beesh. Uh, I don't think so much he would be betraying us as so much as he would be fucking with us. <laughs> no, he would Until betray the us. Point where all of a sudden he kind of goes, "Oops, I broke my toys." You you forget, man. You forget about about laser tag. Oh no, I know. That's what I'm saying. He where he would start oh, fucking I... with you, and all of a sudden, down, it's like you're fucking me. Well, you, I remember a few times, <laughs> and this is a this is some backstory. We all go laser tag back in the day. Well, Beesh would like, oh guys, we're gonna work together, and it would be his idea, the motherfucker. 
Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, I get my shit vibrates. I look back and he's looking at me with his arms and you're like, eh? Yeah. Fucking asshole. <laughs> it, says, it says he shot me. Yep. <laughs> or he would just say, I'm going to go over there and backfuck him. Oh, he'd go over there and backfuck him, and while they're all recharging, he'd start shooting at us and come back. Cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. If you're listening, to it, you're a cocksucker, peace. <laughs> I'm still bitter from those days. That's all high school shit. I'm fucking yeah. bitter. Now, here's here's the other reason that I like Kafka it, yes. uh, above. Now, I know a lot of people would say, oh, Sephiroth. For me, why Kafka is better than Sephiroth, one, I think oh. the music for both of them is just as epic for different reasons. I agree. Okay. However, I agree. the actual canon behind the defeat of Kafka versus Sephiroth, the official explanation is Cloud came into the live stream, was extremely focused, and he alone defeated a very human-esque, very, you know, ju- just they were equal powers, <sighs> and one person defeated Sephiroth, period. The canon of Final Fantasy VI is it took every single person in that game to bring Kafka down. Yep. And they barely were able to and barely escaped. And in the process, fucked up their world more than Kafka fucked it up before them. In the end, Kafka didn't win, but he still succeeded in completely rearranging the world Mm. to the point where... The official story is it took decades after the heroes defeated him for the world to become more normal. Oh, not yeah. back to normal, more normal. Back to what kind of kind of what it could have been. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. they uh, lost everything. As far as Kefka and Sephiroth being like uh, compared, Kefka, in my opinion, is way, way, way more superior. I have my reasons for that. What were you gonna say there, uh, Gambit? Yes. That brings me up. That actually leads me very well because I was actually going to say right after this was since we're on Final Fantasy VII, one of my best ever was Seth Roth. Um, I've said it many times. Final Fantasy VII is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I, I can't disagree with Sunry uh, his argument about the canon because when you get into the actual lore of it, it he does win. But the thing about Seth Roth is the reason why he stands out in my mind in being better than Keftka because let's not forget this: the Seth Roth battle was insanely hard. It was insanely uh, strategic. You had to be perfect. Every move had to be perfect. So much so that I remember, I remember nights where all three of you guys. We're playing Final Fantasy VII at, at, at our house with my brother, Beesh, and you guys were all losing your shit over Seth Roth beating you guys. When I you know, beat Seth Roth, and I'm agree with you on this, yeah, it I took three hours. Yes, and I remember exactly. the first time I did it, it was a 45-minute fight, and the first time I got to Kafka, I was level around the, the mid-80s. Yeah. And I was able to beat him first try. So I will give you that. Sephiroth was a more difficult strategic fight. And so that music. Me. Mm-hmm. The music. Oh, that music is so the music, the music was so and for me, like Seth Roth, like there is something and this may just be because I'm a little guy, because I'm small, you know, I'm not short by no means. I'm I'm you know, I'm five eleven, but I'm 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 thin, you know, and something about Seth Roth can be so menacing and yet look so I guess the best word would be effeminate. Because like that, there was that great scene where he walks out and he's basically in a dress because Seth Ross wears a dress for some reason. Well, it's not and necessarily it's like, it's a dress. Like trench coat. Yeah, it's right trench coat. Yeah. It's, it's very tradition. It's very. And I will I will say this for for the Japanese. It's not so much effeminate with the with the Japanese. It's kind of like. Um, like when you see like a Persian guy and he's wearing that silk shirt and it's unbuttoned a little bit and he's got his nails I'm just done. Making- 
Yeah, to them, it's yeah. not a feminine <laughs> thing. It's a, it really is a culture thing. Like to them, it's luxury and class. This is how much money I have, and it's kind of the exactly. same way with the Japanese. So that we're not, we're not saying that Sephiroth looks gay. I am. No, not yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's, he's a long-haired but, sissy bitch. Yeah. Cloud butt. Fuck. So, yeah. see, no, wild. That's that's exactly my point. Wild. He's a blonde-haired sissy bitch. When you see him, when you see him, you're like, this. This is the ultimate evil. This. And it took me like like you guys. My first be- time beating him was three and a half hours, and it yeah. came down to the last. I remember my brother watching me, and my brother f- watched me beat him, and he was like, he was, and and for the longest time, I used to have to give the control to my brother because like I can't do this. I can't beat him. Can you beat Seth Rollins for me so I can just see the fight? And one day, my brother was like, you know what? I'm tired of beating him for you. Just just figure it out. And, and it was three and a half hours. This was before anybody knew about Knights in the Round. Yep. This is way before that. We found that by accident. Yep. So that's my point, though. Is so here you got this guy like a lot of people called a bitch. You don't think of him as a god, or you don't think of him as like oh. you literally see this luxurious, very kind of a, you know whatever you want to call him, whether it be effeminate or gay, or for in my experience, I just call him luxurious. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. But it's like you're mm-hmm. the ultimate evil, and then you fight him, and you're like. Oh yeah, you're the ultimate fucking evil. Well, you're a bitch. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Or since we're talking about Sephiroth, I'm not gonna lie. He, I'm back in high school when we when we played. Me and Sunrise played. We thought he was a badass too. Yeah, he was a badass. He, Sephiroth is a badass. Yeah, I Yeah, we we won't take away anything. It, it's it's as far as his motivation. Where after he starts to kind of lose it, and he starts to become that whiny little mama's, mama's boy. boy. Yep. But I will say this from Sephiroth: up until that point, everything he said, all of his movements, the look he gives you when he goes in the firelight, oh, come get oh. him, bitch. I just want to. I wanted to yeah. butt fuck him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, at that point, when he walk turns and walks to that fire, like fuck you, and just That's walks away you. like zero fucks given. That I, oh. I will give. A hundred thousand style points to Sephiroth at that point. Oh yeah. Well, let me say this though. Even in Crisis Core or whatever the the PSP game. Yeah. I think that they should. The the problem with Sephiroth is I think they should have added a little more time between like when he fucking lost it. I agree. As to like, cause I it's just hard to believe. Like, yeah, I'm fucking totally dedicated to Shinra. One minute, and the next minute, like, fuck you, Shinra. My mommy's fucking Genova. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's just it was hard to believe. But I understand the game was rushed. There was a lot. There was a lot that that, that probably was lost in translation. There was a lot. But you know, uh, at the same time, it, it we still we still got some we still got some love for Sephiroth. So oh, I would say I would say he would be maybe my second or third favorite bad guy. I don't know, man. When it, when it, when it just like, iconic memories of just like struggling through a boss. That was one of the first ones. Like that was one of those games where it was like I was I I, I grinded this game. I final you know I literally would fall asleep to hearing because my brother would be playing it all night long, just grinding for the Seth Roth battle. So for me, I think the 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 next the next boss for for me personally, and this is outside of an RPG element. Was Bowser in Mario uh, uh, <laughs> Super Mario sixty four? Really? Just how much fun that was! Yeah, it was fun. You to know, right, you know you've got a big fucking Bowser that's filling up your TV screen, and you're trying to run around him, and you're tossing him into bombs and bouncing him around. He's breathing <laughs> fireballs on you. That shit was fucking awesome. Yeah, Bowser was a good boss, though. If I'm not mistaken, the '64 version is the one where you had to grab him by the tail and throw him into the bombs, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That was what that was. The Super Mario '64 where you can jump and go, hoo, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Like that Mario. Woo-hoo. That's where he. That's where Mario got his voice. Yeah, he, he, yeah, where he got most of his voice. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was a good one. So Bowser, though. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not so, saying like he, he's a good, he's good boss, like personality wise and his plans. But okay, well, I like his personality as far as like the RPGs are concerned, like Inside Story and stuff like that. He cracks me the hell up. Freaking, I just I loved the dynamic on 64 with with the way he was he was actually menacing for once. Yeah. Yes, that is true. He actually looked like something you would be afraid of. Like it looks like something that he could like be a, a, an actual villain of actual bad guys when he really became kind of the king, as it were. Because then a lot of times you're like, he's not as big as Mario, but this one he's so big, he's so menacing, like so yep. much so that Mario had to grab the only thing that he could grab was his tail. Like oh, yeah. he was yeah. just too big. And how how um, a fucking plumber can lift a fucking monster like that? I have no clue. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, it's you know he grabs his tail and he spins around. You know, it's just force, it's well, just centrifugal force. <laughs> how about this? How about this? I don't know. I've tried grabbing an elephant. I'm not that small of a guy as far as my weight. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? I'm gonna work. I'm gonna name one horrible, horrible villain. Some of you guys may have played this game. It's another Final Fantasy game. I'm gonna try, and after this, I'm gonna try and go off of Final Fantasy tangent. But Seymour from Final Fantasy X. Uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I I played ten. Ten was ten was the series that officially killed it. And again, so there. Well, no, I, I played ten. I played ten two, and at ten two. Like in ten two, you you change their fucking outfits. Like it's yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, and everyone, even the female gamers have called that dress up Barbie Final Fantasy. Yeah, it is it is. So ten and ten two were the downfall for me. Um, that bad guy honestly was probably the Seymour. I'm gonna rate him. As, oh. Seymour was the worst. He he falls in the worst category for me. Yes, that's he, what I'm saying. He's the worst. And the boss's yeah. name is Seymour. Right? Suddenly Seymour. Yeah. Suddenly Seymour. Yeah. Seymour. But, you got, you got you've got this, you got this guy who's like in love with a, the the female main character, and he wants to marry her, and he's psycho, and he's a he is a mama's boy. You want to talk about a mama's boy? His mama is a summon. His mama's probably the baddest ass summon ever, but he's still fucking psycho, and you have to fight him like twenty thousand times, and each time you fight him, it's worse than the first time. Oh, oh God, I want to find the people who created this character because he looks like a dick. <laughs> the character looks like he's arrogant. He's like, I'm he, has, he, has, he has he has no fucking motivation. He has no motivation. He has no real like real storyline except for his mommy. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, how I felt about backstory. the Final Fantasy twelve just yeah. all together. Yeah, was it was his backstory? It was his backstory that he had to be he had to be good enough to appease his mom or some shit like that. Something, but his mom his mom was a summon because she's fucking. I don't know, sacrificed herself to Final Fantasy Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and did whatever the fucking game did. There's, there's people out there that's going to argue with me. And, I, I, you know, God bless you. If you love the game, God bless you. But Final Fantasy X was a fucking train wreck, in yeah. my opinion. So, you know what? Now that we're talking about games, we can get off Final Fantasy. Yeah. Here's a good one that I think I think that might have been under the radar. But, in my opinion, he falls in one of the best. Not because I really like him. And to be perfectly honest, I never played a whole lot of it. It was more from experience of watching my brother. But he falls in a good category for me because he was so good as a villain that he got his own game later on. And that is um, uh, Big Boss, a.k.a. Oh. Snake. From yes. Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
So Big Boss was an extremely hard fight, and he was originally named Big Boss in the first one when you fought him. He was super hard. He was super agile. He was super quick. He was this great soldier. He was such a good bad guy that in the new Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain, it's all about him. It's all about him yep. before he came, became Big before Boss. Became big boss uh, yeah. So how good of a villain do you have to be? How challenging, how, how much of a, like a fan love do you have to have uh, for a boss to make him – Go from being the bad guy and the the you know the this really hard bad guy to well what's his backstory what happened to this guy and then I was like well let's make a full game where you get to be Snake or and again AKA Big Boss whatever you whichever game or canon you want to talk about yeah. him yeah. Uh, being future or past tense um, again admittedly I didn't I haven't played a lot of the uh, Metal Gear Solids because they're not my cup of tea RPG wise but you just got to give it up to a boss like that where um, fans just latch onto him and we're like he's such a badass I want to be him oh yeah because let's, let's Kafka, Seth Roth, you know, and and Seymour, like uh, the three bosses we've talked about so far, never spawned off their own game. Whereas That's Big true. Boss, he spawned off his own game. Yeah, and, it, and along the same lines in the in the genre for for Metal Gear is, uh, mm-hmm. so I, one of the ones that sticks out in my mind was Psychomantis. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that he read your memory card, it was like, uh, so you like Castlevania? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> How do you know that? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, different Konami games. Like he would, he would mention Suikoden and everything like that. It's just like, what the hell? It's like, how, how does it know? And it was like, oh, it's reading my memory card. Yep. And plus, yeah, plus it was a good fight. Oh yeah. Well, since we're talking about you know villains, how about a, here's a here's a, a newer one, and I know I've talked about this with uh, with Gambit, Griffius from Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. You want to talk about? You want to talk oh, about? No, but interesting. Oh, no, let's back that up. Let's back that up. While Griffius was technically in Dragon Age Two as well. Yeah, technically. So, like I said, we we we, we are for our fans that we are going to do a Dragon Age podcast. We've already talked about it, so I don't yeah, want to spend too much time on Krivis. episodes. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about Krivis, but I do fully agree with you because here's another one. He wanted to be a god. Yeah. yeah if you get into the Dragon Age lore, the the idea is that he believes that he was one of the magistrates in Dragon Age Inquisition. He cracked the Golden Temple and found no god there, and through that, through his corruption and through his you know, a crazy mindset. There was no God and he only found corruption in the golden city. So he was like, okay, there is no God. I am going to become God. Yeah. And there is something that's amazing to me because it, it kind of really goes to the writing of, of what do you do? If you try to find God, you get to basically this quote unquote heaven. And then there's nothing there. And, and in your mind, you perceive corruption. An empty um, so throne to, as he put it. Yeah. Yeah, an empty throne. And so like here you got this and, and what's really crazy about Corypheus is he's he's emaciated, he's zombie like, he's got the red lyrium growing all out of his body, so he's a really freaky looking boss. Well he's uh, part Darkspawn. Well, another thing, another really creepy thing about Corypheus is one of the things that I really love about any kind of boss like this is that if you kill his physical form, what whatever it may be, he's just gonna take another one. Yeah, so it's one of those like yeah. it's like, yeah it's a demoralizing boss it's like fuck i just killed you and i i literally cut off your head i cut off your legs i totally black knighted you and then you're just gonna take another body and fight me again Dude, it's your like, dick's you're on a, the yeah. floor your dick's on the floor you should die now <laughs> yeah. i'll just go find another dick a bigger <laughs> dick <laughs> a bigger dick so yeah. so sunray what about you uh since we we, we said corypheus what what's uh what's another good one i know you got a thousand of them i'm definitely gonna have to throw in just diablo Oh, as a boss overall in all three games. Uh, see, with me, it'd be the exception of the three. I have in the two weeks that I've had my PS4 back up, I've gone from level 134 Paragon to 
436. I'm not fucking you. Uh, you know, it, 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 I'm, that is how much I've been playing this game again. And That's why you're begging me day. to buy it. That's why I got it. Though. Yeah, and so. Wild Wild just got it, so guys be expecting some some YouTube videos soon from that. Yeah. The story was very Saturday morning, 1980s cart- cartoony villainy. However, it's kind of interesting to see Diablo take the form of, of a female. The, yeah, of, a, of more of a female, and it really shows that his physical appearance in in the world is based off whatever he was inhabiting at the time. Yeah, kind of like alien. Kind like, Diablo yeah, titties. Like, yeah, with the Diablo titties. Yeah, a little bit more slender, but at the same time, it almost to me made him a little bit more menacing because he had that much more power, and the fact that he was basically using his own uh, daughter as a battery at that point. Yep. And just, just fucked up. Yeah, real fucked up. Yeah, I, I So I admittedly I'm being a little quiet with this one because I honestly have never played the Diablo games. Buy the yeah, game. It, Forget it, the game. They're, they're good they're good games. I, I absolutely enjoy it. Like I said, I, I've been enjoying especially my Magic Fine runs and just my Rift runs on Diablo three Ultimate Evil. So much more now well, than I, I even did Diablo two and Wild can attest we have put some Hours in D D two. Oh fuck yeah, we did. Oh my D1 god. Well. I, I I admit I admit that I never played it because I want you to go into a little bit more detail of. But I have no idea well, what he or she looks like in this game. What the motivation is. I, I've literally never right, touched so this game. Basically, here, here's what it is. So you've heard of the real of the real life biblical Nephilim, right? Who yes. are the spawns of human beings and angels? Well, this game takes them and calls them Nephilim. And they are the spawn of angels and demons. Angel that that fell in love with the demon Lilith. They they fall in love, and fuck like rabbits. Fuck like rabbits, and all of a sudden they start having these children. Well, angels can only perceive good. The demons can over, only perceive evil. And now you've got these creatures who are mixed with with the blood of the two, who are capable of both, and they're despised by both sides. So they create... They're bastards. Yeah. They create this little realm of existence between heaven and hell called Sanctuary. Yep. And that's basically the world. And over time, the Nephilim be- start becoming very, very powerful and some of them more corrupt. And so their power is sealed away through a world stone, which basically is... Diablo 2. Diablo 2. It shows you... Only because of this do any of you still exist and the world still exists. Which you don't really understand what it is in the sequel. You just know it's important. Yeah. Um, and then, and then <clears throat> so what happens is you've got the, the ruling heavens who want nothing to do with humanity. They will not interfere. They will not interact. Just leave them alone. At one point, they wanted to kill all the humans. Oh, yeah. There was only one angel that broke the tie for to destroy them, and that was Tyrael, that who was, was the angel of justice. Yep. Basically in the body. And he said there is no justice in murdering these creatures who have actually done nothing in direct offense to us. Yeah. And then you have the prime evils. Baal, Mephisto, and yeah, Diablo. Yeah, Baal, Mephisto, and, and Diablo, who Lord are of- the prime evils. They are like the head honchos. All of a sudden, they just start going, hey... I should be in charge. No, fuck you, I should be in charge. No, fuck you, I should be in charge. So they start to fight. Lauren Diablo 1. Yeah, I could probably get yeah. really into this game. Yeah the, first, game. yeah, the first heroes, just in the journey of go- trying to stop Diablo, all become corrupt and, and evil. insane. 
and insane, and you have to kill them in the second Diablo. In the second Diablo, you think, woo, we did it, we, we fixed everything. No, you fucked everything up. Story to this game is, I mean, all three of them, even, even the third one, even though it's a little fucking Saturday morning cartoonish, it's so in-depth that it'll blow your mind and dick off. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, here's, so here's here's a real question. I guess what I was asking is is how much of actual fighting Diablo is there? A lot. You fight him as a boss, but then you also fight all the lesser demons. You you fight every everybody because now the lesser demons are thinking, okay, cool, they're gone. So now we're gonna start to take over. Well, Diablo was counting on that. But anyway, yeah, the game itself is a good game. Yeah, but if you get a chance. In fact, I would suggest you getting it to play with us. That leads into one of my favorites that was on my list, actually. One of my favorites is, uh, again, Satan. from, <laughs> But this one is from uh, Dante's Inferno. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good game. Never played it. Heard yeah. it controversial as it was. But I love how they took everything from Dante's Inferno and made it into like an actual thing, like the boss Charon. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, when no. you actually fight, it's actually like this demonic boat that you're fighting. It's pretty badass. I heard they're it's pretty good with the lore. First of all, the lore is fantastic. It's a great build up to Satan. And when you finally get to Satan in Dante's Inferno, it's it's amazing. Um, one of the biggest problems that, that you have, I will say, for all the fans out there who've never played it, is when you first fight Satan on the final boss scene, you will get distracted by a giant swinging Satan dick. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, that it's game offended like a, so many people. It's a twenty. It's it's a it's a twenty foot swinging dick, like what? on your screen. As a matter of fact, no, no he, he no he's he's not lying. It's oh. a giant dick. I'm mad, I'm mad. I didn't it's, play this game yeah. now. <laughs> you, his, Satan's dick in this game is bigger than you, and it was so funny because I was I was really focused. I was really focused on playing my game, and my ex wife at the time. Um, uh, she was sitting there watching me, and she was like, and she kept hitting my shoulder, and I was like, babe, babe, I'm fighting Satan, like, relax. And she's like, she goes, do you not see the big dick? I was like, I see the big dick. I'm focused right now. <laughs> I'm trying I'm not not focus to focus on the dick. dick. Yeah. yeah. The the other, you know, in the same line of the uh, of, of Satan as as the adversary, and I know that this game is very dividing. I know where you're going. Castlevania, Lords of Shadow. Good game. When, when all of a sudden you get to the end, Patrick Stewart is Satan. I'm just like. I knew it. No one could be that perfect. <laughs> well, it's Patrick Stewart. You know, he, he's like your buddy throughout the game. I'm like, dude, this, he's, you just can tell he's going to be Satan. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he comes out and he's like, I'm Satan, and I'm about to make it so. And it's like, oh, shit. I'm going to make it so in your butthole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a very, that was a very fun game. The lore in the 1 and 2 and in, in the Mirror of Fate, oh, beautiful lore. The game itself was really cool. Good explanation as to why the the uh, Belmont family came to be. Yeah, wonderful game. Yeah, and I agree with you. That's a good. That was a good version of Satan. There wasn't a big dick involved, but yeah, and he was hard well, too. Trying to trying to run to, to each one, alternating your light and dark power on your way to hit him. Yeah, that's the same thing with Dante's Inferno. You have light and dark power. You have good and evil. Yeah. It's the game itself is a, f- a fantastic play. And when you it, and uh, the giant swinging dick aside, I mean he's a very hard boss. He's very frustrating. When you get to the ninth circle of hell, which is where hell, uh, which is where Satan is, he's chained and bound, and you have been unknowingly unleashing his chains like throughout the entire game you're breaking yeah throughout the game and you're like unknowingly breaking satan's chains so when you get down there and what i really love about it is they stay true to the lore when you get down to the seventh circle 
it, or the ninth circle of hell it, or seventh circle i think it's seventh circle anyways it doesn't matter it's frozen it's all frozen and that's it, it, and i love when people say well when hell freezes over it's like well if you believe in dante's inferno hell is frozen over where <laughs> that's or, right but he comes out and he's super menacing and he's super hard and because you broke all of his chains he's kind of got this free kind of range now so he's 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 a big boss he's a he's ginormous boss gigantic he's he's like a, a very artistically well done Satan, but then he's super hard because he's super mobile and he's super agile, which makes yeah. him a very fun boss. Fight. And when you finally beat him, you're like, you feel good. At the end of the day, beating Satan is just like a very good feeling. You're like, yeah, oh, fuck you, Satan. <laughs> fuck you, I beat you. Know? Satan. So Satan has done very, Satan has done been very uh, done very well in multiple games, including Dante's Inferno, Castlevania, Lord of the Shadow, Diablo. Um, well. A tangent totally, but the best Satan ever in all movies is Devil's Advocate with Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Uh, I would say that's my second. I was yeah. I was saying my second. My, I would say my first would be prophecy. Yes, mine too. He is just so dark and oh, that just you could tell it was. Oh my god, yes, with Christopher Walken plays yeah. uh, Gabriel. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, and never that? dude, prophecy. Oh. And I know we're on a t- tangent uh, here, nerds, but you know how we do this. But yeah, prophecy is awesome. It's a real dark story. Oh, um, God. and then that Satan, when he shows up, there's like this little demon and he, you hear, you hear like this crow, right? And then the camera pans over as the actors, you know, who's playing the, the male lead looks over. He's sitting, he's sitting perched on his, like on his tiptoes on the rock. And he's just kind of like leaning forward, looking at him and he goes, Oh my God. He goes, God, God is love. I don't love you. <laughs> and it's and he is like dude he he's like he's like kind of he's like kind of shadowed out but he just and he's like kind of almost got this biker look like like son of anarchy like like biker he, look to him almost just the perfect Satan dude, and, in the movie. And, okay and not to ruin anything but like uh, th- there's this one part where literally he's got like blood all over his face and he looks at me goes love me you know worship me i will love you more than jesus yes it's like oh no oh, no 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 he goes to a hissing <laughs> voice and oh, it's, like, it's like no 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 fuck no creepy fuck, i'm done with this satan <laughs> get thee behind me yeah <laughs> yeah oh man but yeah that that really good really good i think that the also you know i'm also gonna go on a continue to tangent and say that the satan that they got to play in uh, uh supernatural was pretty damn good well i mean a little bit of, and just one last one on this tangent is another great actor who played lucifer very well was in uh constantine the actor they got to play that lucifer i agree constantine wasn't the greatest movie in the world but that actor in that 10 minute scene was yep. probably one of the most convincing satans i've ever seen he was just so smooth but dark and and, <laughs> and psycho but sane it was it was it was a very well done scene um but getting back on topic, uh, another great uh, boss, which this one, okay, so this might be a little controversial. Man, before I say it, I've got to preference it with disclaimer of I am one of the biggest N7 fans that you'll ever meet. I, I'm getting I it tattooed on my be. body. I knew, I knew you knew this was coming. Yeah. I knew you knew this was coming. Um, I, I love Mass Effect. I will always recommend it to everybody. We're it's one fans. of the greatest games of all time. Yes, Mass Effect. We're all fans. Coming. So Mass, oh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Andromeda. I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. But, but this goes in with two. It's, it's, it's kind of going to fall on um, actually oh, three. So I got three bosses from this. So I hope we go on a, a bit of a tangent. So the first one that we're going to talk about, which is, which is um, why both all three of these characters fall on my list for best and worst. Sadly, Reapers. The elusive man, Kai Lang. I think the Reapers are probably one of the best 
bad guys you'll ever fight. It's a never-ending wave. It feels like they're never going to end, like no matter how many of them you kill. Yeah. They're, yeah, exactly. They're just, they're just this wave. The problem when it falls on the worst one is, is you finally have this epic battle in Mass Effect 3, and spoilers all around, and we're probably going to do a podcast about Mass Effect as well, but oh, yeah. spoilers all around. You get up to the Reaper's tech, and, and it's the, the Star Child is what it's actually called. He's mm-hmm. called the, the Star Child, um, which, by the way, for all of our super nerd fans, there is a secret ending to Mass Effect 3. If you did not know, yeah, you can turn around and shoot the Star Child in the face. But you get there, you get to the, you get to the Mass Effect villain, and you, the leader of the Reapers, basically the sentient being that controls all the Reapers, and then he gives you the three choices, and it's like, in that respect, it falls on my worst because like, you literally built these Reapers up for three games. That was the whole point of this whole trilogy, and the last boss is talking. It's like. Yeah. It's, it's it's so unsatisfying. It's like a quickie with a hooker. It's like I paid for this and it was fun. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Quickie with a hooker. Oh, that was just like a perfect fucking analogy. Yeah, that's true. And you get an STD. And, and then you get an STD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a quickie with a hooker STD finish. So it's like in one respect, the Reapers are this awesome, fearful. Nobody can stop them. Nobody can fucking stand up to them. They're just decimating whole planets. They are taking everybody over. They are controlling everything. Thing, and then it's all controlled by this program is like oh well you made it here so make the choice and it's like this is some bullshit if in alice in wonderland they build up these two armies they're going at it the jabberwocky shows up and she has a conversation with it and he goes okay well who do you want me to eat um and let's talk about kyle langs kyle Lang was this uber bad assassin who works for the elusive man he's super like tough he he, he can jump off buildings he can never be caught but then you you do the boss battle with kyle lang and it's in a single solitary room, and he drops more enemies on you. It's super frustrating. It's super maddening. But at the, but then at the end of the day, he he as a boss himself wasn't that hard because what he would ultimately end up doing is he would drop down from the ceiling, he would blow up a part of the the, the floor and the elusive man's like headquarters. Yeah, and then. And then more people would come in, and he would, and and as soldiers came in, he was kind of like almost invulnerable because he was dancing around the room. But if you just killed, if you killed his little henchmen, and all your team focused on on Kai, you would smash through him like nothing. So here, here again, it's 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 kind of the downfall of Mass Effect, where all the bad guys in Mass Effect were brought up, were these super awesome dudes, these 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 larger than life creatures, and then you finally face them. And again, the, the analogy, it's it's a quickie with a hooker. It's like that was so unsatisfying to kill this yeah. guy there was no there was no like yeah and the elusive man himself the elusive man i don't even think you kill him to be honest with you you don't actually no, i don't so like the elusive man here's the elusive man who I, I i've never wanted to kill somebody more badly oh, than the elusive God, man yes. oh yeah. I, and I they don't let you, you. Oh, I agree with you so much. Yeah. Uh, so it's like so. I, so so the villains, the villains in Mass Effect, those three especially, fall in this great category of both. Sadly, they're amazing because they bring out those emotions, and you were like, "I want to kill this guy. I want to hunt writing. him down. I want to. I literally want to fuck this guy's mother and drink his dad's alcohol right in front of him. Like fuck <laughs> that guy." Yeah. For 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 a disappointing boss fight, but excellent villain would be Voss from Far Cry Three. Yeah. See, excellent villain. Yeah, excellent villain, horrible boss fight, but I'll tell you who did get it right and you know, I I give credit where credit's due even though the head writer the head writer and the president of the company is a fucking piece of shit, uh both of them respectively. Um <laughs> is Handsome Jack. Oh, in Borderlands yes. 2. Yes. Not only did you love him and hate him at the same time, but it was a good boss fight. Well, there's even a point where you actually go, "Man, I kind of feel sorry for this guy." Yeah. 
So it, it, that was just good writing. It's so yes, I agree. Handsome Jack. I think if I were to if I were to say like a good first person shooter villain mm. kind of thing, Handsome Jack would be number one RPG. And you get to shoot him in the face at the end. Oh fuck yeah! Fuck that asshole. Yeah. What about Handsome Jack the most is that he's so. What's the word I'm looking for? He's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like as the game. He, yeah. He, as you're playing the game, you're kind of like, I don't really want to kill this guy, but I really want to meet him. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was the same thing with um, with with pagan men in Far Cry Four. Now Ubisoft, I know you all must have been playing a lot of Borderlands Two. I'm glad you guys came up with an interesting boss, but y- he did way. It, I honestly felt like Handsome Jack was just in another dimension. <laughs> I've never played it, so but yeah, yeah I mean, quite okay. At, at one point in Borderlands Two, for those, those who haven't played it, Handsome Jack literally calls you up and says. So this one time, and I'm paraphrasing here. This one time, this guy comes at me. You know, you you vil- or he says, you know, you vil- you bandits always think that you're gonna win. Like this one time, I was at this guy's house and I killed his entire family, and he comes at me with a spoon and he's laughing. You know, a freaking spoon. He's like, I'm gonna gouge your eyes. So so I grab the spoon out of his hands and I gouge his eyes out after ruining his life. And you know, the more of the story is you're a total bitch. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, in Far Cry Four, at one point he because throughout Borderlands Two. Handsome Jack is calling your character. He's talking to you. Yeah, and and making these funny statements. And I kid you not, Far Cry 4 does the exact same thing to the literal point where Pagan Men is talking to your character and says, oh, so how do you like like this character? And I'm not going to spoil anything too much here. He goes, yeah... I, you know, I ruined, she, she wrote a bad article about me, so I invited her back, and I did this presentation about how, how it's going to ruin her life, and it, basically doing the same thing about how hilarious it was, I'm just going, you know, they played way too much Borderlands. Yeah. First-person shooters generally don't have very good bosses, however, uh, you know, Borderlands had a good one, uh, Far Cry had a good boss as far as uh, his personality, but just not in the actual, you know, fight itself, even, even in the... Far Cry 4 would, at, at the end, and I won't spoil it, but it's extremely disappointing. You'd think it'd be more satisfying, but it's it's one of those, wow, I just killed the one guy responsible for everything, and I don't feel any better. Well, and I guess that's kind of the point. Yeah. Uh, you guys know you can beat Far Cry 4 in 20 minutes? Yes, and I've done it. I've got the achievement for it. Yeah, yeah so for all the fans out there who don't know this, which I love telling people about it, because I think it's... I think it's, it, I stumbled onto it completely by accident. Because, so Far Cry 4, I pick it up, and the guy in the very beginning, the very beginning of the game goes, wait right here, a boat will pick you up in 20 minutes. And then, of course, of course you leave the shack, and you go on your little adventure in, in Far Cry 4, uh, which is leave. the whole point. Literally yeah. sit there but if you enjoy don't, yourself some if you, yeah, if you, if you sit there for 20 minutes, you win. And the funny thing is, is like I, I bought the game, I put it in, and I was like, you know what? This would be a perfect time to make some food and, and, and before I delve into this world and, and really play. So I make my food, and it, the whole time he, my character is just sitting there like you know, looking at his hands, doing what you do in a, thir- a first-person you know, game when they're idle and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, this guy walks in and was like, the game's over. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. What? So, so, yeah. How do you win? In yeah. What? It, and it's the, it is quite literally uh, the good ending. It's the good ending. It's literally the good ending. It, nothing bad happens. Nothing bad happens to the world. You don't get any of the the the, the story. It's it's not fun at all. It's not satisfying in the slightest. But it's just one of those. It's and that's the way I feel about almost all Far Cry's. And I don't know why I keep torturing myself with them. <laughs> but it's like somebody. 
I do. It's like it's self-masking, but it's like it's some, it's like, it's some, it's like somebody cooks me this beautiful steak, potatoes and 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 broccoli, which is a great meal for me. Oh God, yeah. You know, puts shrimp on top. Of that, puts shrimp on top of the steak, puts the steak down, and then just farts on the whole thing. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> thanks for ruining the entire experience. I, I really appreciate that. Or, or the shows you a picture of your mom now naked. Oh. And I'm that, and I don't mean Gambit's mom in particular. Anyone. I mean any of y'all. Um, for me, another disappointing boss fight. Since we're gonna we're gonna cover all this real quick. Um, fear, the very first fear. You yeah. go through all this. You, you're fighting all these guys, and at the very end, you shoot the guy in the face, and it's over. Same thing with Modern Warfare and Modern yeah. Warfare Two. God fucking damn it. Yeah. Well, how about this for a good one, Zeus? Yes. What? Yes, Zeus at the end of uh, God of War three, three. Yeah, three. See, here's the sad part. I was actually going to bring up. I was actually going to bring up Ares from God of War one. Yeah, that's another another good one. Yeah. Damn, that was a good fight. It took a couple of times to beat that. Yeah, God of War was a really good one. I was actually really happy with God of War. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I loved it. I played one and two. Never played three. That's why when you said Zeus, I was like, Zeus, what? You 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 fucked yourself, sir. Oh man! I started playing. I started playing three again because all of a sudden I looked over and I'm like, I have God of War three. And then I looked at it again. I went, I never opened that fucking thing. The game is so good, dude. The graph. Okay, and I will say this: my PS4 looks good. Everybody's PS4 looks good. God of War three looks like a fucking PS4 yep, game on the PS. Why does my PS4 not look that much better? Yep. That's all I have to say. But it, it's a good game, you know. Like you get to, you actually get to fight and kill Poseidon. You know, it's the first yeah. fucking god you take out. Uh, 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 uh. See, I don't know how I feel about that because Poseidon is the man. He dies like a man too, man. Yes, uh, that's true. Fun yeah. fact. Now, again, we're nerd tangenting off, and um, it's something I've been very close to. This is E three will clear up all speculations, but I've heard through the rumor mill that the next God of War is going to be based in Norse mythology. That would be badass. I heard that was going to happen. I also heard um, something about them doing something about like uh, uh, the gods from like Egypt. <laughs> now that brings me into my next boss fight. Which it was a Norse based game. Um, it was done by uh, mm-hmm. uh, Silicon Knights. Um, two human? human. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And when you fight uh, Loki and you fight Baldur and you fight all the gods, it's it's just it was a very it was, now it was a very complicated game to play. That's why it failed as a game, and a lot of people didn't pick it up because the controls yeah. were really really complicated. Oh, um, yeah, and it took were. it was they were they were needlessly complicated. But Two Human is a game where I felt like the boss was super satisfying because the story was done very well. So you kind of got to him with the same thing. It was a very satisfying boss fight where. The character development was very good. The storyline was very good, and like the, the only the, again the only downside, which is the biggest complaint from everybody from from Two Human, is that the controls were so challenging to pull off combos mm-hmm. that it made the boss fight needlessly hard because you had to pull off some of the more extreme combos. Um, but yeah, that was a very very good one. Um, I'm, I was a big fan of Two Human. The final say for for who I think is the absolute top boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this spans multiple games. Is depending on what you want to call it, Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest, the bonus option to fight God in every single one of them. Oh yeah, Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior. 
it has always been about more strategic boss fights than it has been about grinding and leveling. If you had the right skill setups and you, you're using it tactfully, you could make it through the fights. But if you were just trying to force your way through levels and just hitting things hard, it wasn't going to work. Most, um, of, most of the bad games, I guess I just kind of put out of my head, but uh, <laughs> Secret of Evermore. Oh, uh, yes. The yeah, that was that was just a boring, drawn-out fight, oh. especially to find out. And it, you know what? Fuck it. No one's ever going to play Evermore. Let's just put it this way. It quite literally boils down to the butler, the butler did, did it. it. It was bad writing. It was a bad fucking game. Some All people right. live and die by it, but I don't. I thought I, that, okay. I've never, ever written a fucking, like, I hate I was just know. about to bring that up. Oh, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. I'll let you so, so this was before Wild had the internet over. Okay, this will tell you how long a long ago it was. Wild hadn't gotten a computer set up at his home yet with 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 internet service. I was one of the few people, kind of in our neighborhood, that that had it. And he he starts telling me about this game, and he's so pissed off. He goes, "Get on, get on the Square website." So we get on. The, this was back when it was SquareSoft. We literally look look it up for the contact. He literally wrote out in rhyme two paragraphs about how angry he was. In almost Dr. Seuss rhyme. That is how angry <laughs> Wild was. I am not kidding. And at the very end, you know, basically, uh, it was like uh, um, when it when it all comes down, it, it uh, or when, when it when it all boils down, it it's very depressing, isn't it? Isn't it? To find out the fucking butler did it. Yep. <laughs> That's literally how he answered this. It was like two paragraphs in Dr. Seuss Rhyme. I Fuck was it. impressed as shit. I hope, I hope to God that someone read that and committed suicide yeah. and wrote that fucking game. I, all right, Wild, I got, I got a controversial one for you. Okay. This falls as one of my all-time worst boss fights. Okay. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. No, wait for it. I want to I I tease you a little bit on this one. Batman Arkham Asylum the Joker nope hear me out on this this is one of the worst examples of a fucking Batman game one of the worst examples of a fucking game one of the worst examples I hate this game with so much passion I hate this more than the Jews hated Jesus which basically means I will crucify this bitch (laughs) yeah (laughs) I want you to remember everything you're saying right now when episode 30 comes along yeah. Nope. Here's here's the reason. Here's my reason why. You play Batman Arkham Asylum, which again it was just a terrible piece of garbage. And I hope the guy who who wrote it and developed it just committed Harry Carey. I really do. You have you have your opinions. I have. I yeah, amazing. your opinions are wrong, sir. They're no, wrong. No, I'll Arkham City was amazing, though. I'll agree oh. with you about the fucking in fight, but I will not agree with you about the game. <laughs> okay, so okay, so let's, let's stick to the end fight. I'm not even going to tangent off on the game. Yeah. You build all the way up to the Joker. The Joker's teasing you in very good Joker fashion. And I will yeah, give the game very, in, in very good Joker fashion. He's teasing you. He's putting you through the trials. He's putting you through the works. Then you get to the Joker. And again, spoilers on a lot of this episode, guys, for if you haven't played these games. But you get to the Joker. And he becomes this super roided out. Yeah, but there's a like, reason for that. Yeah. The reason is stupid. No, well, I agree with you. I think it's stupid that he did what he did, but it didn't then, it, then, it but then the, led up to the sequel if he didn't do that. So fuck you. <laughs> but the boss fight was too easy. Yeah, I agree. It was too easy. It was. It was. I, I spent. I spent what thirty plus hours getting to the boss, and then the yeah, boss takes dodge literally the wall, hit him. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's, it's the worst example of a boss fight I have ever seen in my entire life with the worst buildup. Because like the buildup wasn't like any other games that we've been talking about tonight, uh, whether it be Final Fantasy or, or Borderlands or any other ones where you're like, I can't wait to fight this boss. It was the Joker. So it was like you kind of expect it. Like they didn't go above and beyond with the buildup where it was like, mm-hmm. I really got to find the Joker, the cause of all this. No, it's like it's the the, the Joker teasing Batsy the whole time, which I love the fact that they calls him that because that's one of my favorite things about the Joker is he always oh, yeah. calls him Batsy. Or bats. You know, and, and then, yeah. or bats, you know, and then you and then you get to the Joker, and it's just this, it, it's just this worst. It's, oh, I'm, oh, I'm getting a headache. No boss fight should take two and a half minutes when you're on the most difficult mode. It was super unsatisfying, and it wasn't a good example of a, what a boss fight is. Forget the game itself. Uh, just because yeah. the podcast about boss fights, it was a very disappointing boss fight. Yeah. Oh, oh another disappointing one for me. I'm gonna have to go with the Final Fantasy here. And as much as I love Final Fantasy four, yes. Yes, I'd now say the Calcarina fight was fucking awesome, and so was the Ma- Mega, the Magus or Magus sisters, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Yeah, those two were were good, but the Golbez fight, yeah. I, it, and I know he wasn't like the end all be all, you know, type thing, you know, but I I expected more even when I got to him. But the Zero Moss at the end was a good uh, good boss. Yeah, yeah, that was that oh. was a good fight. All right, I got I got another disappointing one. Okay, so. This one disappointed me a, a lot too. Um, for for all the nerds out there, um, The Witcher. Okay. Oh, the first one. Um, no, 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 no. The second one. Okay. <clears throat> so, Never played them. So, okay, oh, good. Dude, they're so, so good. Here's, That's what I hear. They're so good. But he, here's a little backstory for The Witcher. This is what happened. And this is actually The Witcher in itself was an ultimate success story in itself because. The first Witcher was a PC game only. You yep. cannot find The Witcher one on any console, and you never will. Yep. Um, so playing, so what happened was it made just enough money for them to make a second one, and then the consoles kind of were like, "Hey, you know, you want to put this on our consoles?" And they were like, "Well, shit, if we put this on the consoles, nobody's really gonna know." The story. All right, fuck it. So, Witcher Two: The Assassination of Kings was basically the ultimate like filler. So, basically, what it was was the the Witcher Two was basically the Witcher One um, and Two kind of smashed together. And the biggest plotline of the thing is that you play for those of you who haven't played it, you play this guy named Galat, and you are a Witcher, which a Witcher is an orphan that is found by uh, by. Uh, people with magical powers and he's imbued with magic and then he is to take down um all the mythical beasts of this said land and not just him but you have to pay him sure it's sam and dean from supernatural but they get paid and or else they won't do it they get paid to do it exactly they're basically mercenaries for hire so galat is is this like the the most baddest of them all so the witcher 2 sets you up with this amnesia so you have amnesia so it's a great way to fill in what happened in number one for all the fans that didn't have but here's the thing there is a dude there's another witcher who's going around assassinating kings and there's this long drawn out very boring plot for the witcher 2 and the assassination of kings and when you finally get to the boss fight keep this in mind there are two ways to end this this game there's the good way and there's the bad way the good way is that you you have this long drawn out conversation with him literally it's a 30 minute cutscene conversation where you get to do all the dialogue choices and stuff like that you have this long you, you have this long, drawn-out conversation, and then here comes the choice. And the choice is you could kill him or you could not kill him. And literally, if you choose not to kill him, it's you take a drink, he takes a drink, and you say, not today. And you literally turn around and walk away. That That's the end of the game. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible. Then if you choose to fight him, then if you choose to fucking fight him, it is the most drawn-out, damage-taking tank 
villain I've ever. But he doesn't do anything to you. He 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 like he like spell buffs you. So like basically he'll he'll put on his because he's a witcher too. So he can put on a spell that nullifies all your spells. So you basically got to beat him to death with your sword. But he's a super roided out dude. Like literally in the game, he's even ripped out of his mind. You know, he's kind of well. I wouldn't say he's ripped. He's more of kind of fat and chunky. Kind of like a yeah. he's kind of like a cannonball. That's oh, the way nice. I would describe him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, but it's just a super long drive. And then you finally beat him. And then it's like, you literally have the same conversation where you're about to kill him and he takes the swig and he's like, this was a good day. And you're like, and you're like, yes, it was. And like, you stab him. And it's like, really? Yes, this was a good day. Like, what are you, a fucking Klingon? This is a good day to die. Like, yeah. yeah. This was, uh, it was, it was just bad. It was bad writing. It was, it was a bad game. But again, it made enough money to make The Witcher 3, which is hilarious to me when people walk in and be like, oh, The Witcher Wild Hunt is such a good game. And, and, and I it love is. It. It's, it's, I fucking love it. It's a great game. game. It's a great game, but comparatively to one and two, it, it, like people, it's, and I, what I say, what's funny about it is people coming. I'm like, yeah, did you guys ever play Witcher one and two? And they're like, wait, this isn't the first one. You know, and you know, for and I, you know, to fill in all the bad bosses that I I can ever think of is every fucking one of them in Destiny. They're just bullet sponges. That's all it is. Destiny, Destiny's the Taken King. When you finally get to the Taken King, you fight him, you destroy him, and then he flies off. So you don't really kill him. Oh. Bungie, I just want to... Ah! Bungie. I think this episode should end with all of us just saying, fuck you, Bungie. Yeah. All yeah. right, well, nerds, if you've, got, if you've got other bosses you love, other bosses you hate, or other bosses you hate to love and love to hate... You know, leave the comments below, you know, leave it on Facebook. And uh, like Wild said, I think uh, there's only one way to sign this off. Fuck you, Bungie. Fuck you, Bungie. Fuck you, Bungie.